Hello and welcome to Called Bank Sports. The Jazz got absolutely throttled tonight by the Suns, which I don't think anyone was expecting anything different. Um, obviously, the last game was really close, went to overtime, and the Jazz um, got outpaced by the Suns there. But this time around, when you're missing two of your three All-Stars, can't really expect to win if you're the Jazz. Um, if the Suns were missing Chris Paul and Devin Booker, I would have given the Jazz the W tonight, no questions asked. So there was part of me that was hopeful that the Jazz could come out and have an offensive game like they did against Sacramento, but the Suns have one of the best defenses in the NBA compared to Sacramento's league-worst defense. So obviously nothing good was going to come of it. Um, and really overall, I can look at the stats, but again, while I don't want to make excuses for the Jazz, and they have definitely won games where they're missing key pieces. Again, they were missing two of five starters. And I can't think of any games this year where they've won missing two of five starters. They won a couple games without Donovan Mitchell earlier in the year when he was in concussion protocol. Um, they've won games without Mike. The other game, the only other game I can think of, um, other than these last couple games where they've been missing Mike and Donovan, where they didn't have two starters was their second game against the Lakers in LA and that game got lost in overtime. So yeah, when the jazz are playing good teams without two all-stars, they're not going to be able to be successful. And we definitely saw that tonight. So they do need to get healthy and they need to make sure that Donovan is um, at least 90 plus percent when he comes back, if not a hundred percent. And that Mike Conley again is in the same realm. We can't risk um, the jazz should not risk injuring any of their key contributors leading into the playoffs. I would rather have the two seed or the three seed and be a hundred percent healthy going into the playoffs than have the one seed as much as it would stink to um, lose the one seed, which is kind of seeming a bit inevitable right now. But according to 538, they're predicting the Jazz to finish 52 and 20, and they're predicting the Suns to finish um, 51 and 21. So they're still giving the Jazz the benefit of the doubt here, but they've been dropping. Uh, they've been dropping con pretty consistently. Um, the Jazz have been on that record-wise since Donovan went out, and I don't, really don't want to talk about it more than I have to. But <laughs> the Minnesota games really just were the cause of that. If the Jazz win the Minnesota games right now, then you're looking at um, a prediction of them finishing 54 and 20, and the Suns finishing 51 and 21. And while, yes, the Jazz still have to play well, they're not in nearly as big of a bind as they are right now. Where I do think the Suns definitely have a harder schedule down the stretch. But again, the Jazz don't have two of their All-Stars. And missing All-Stars is a really big deal, especially when they're as big of contrib contributors as Donovan and Mike are. And even worse, when you're running an eight or nine-man rotation, you now have to plug in two spots. And can you... Do you have two players to replace them um, on the back end? Since, yeah, we can bring Yang and Ingles in on the starting lineup and still struggle a lot, but have a pretty good starting lineup. But then it's the backup, the backups where, you know, Favors is still struggling defensively and he really needs to find himself there. And you don't have Joe Ingles to help him out and you don't have Yang to help him out. So you're just pretty much putting um, Derek Favors in positions that, he was already struggling to succeed in, and now he's not going to succeed pretty much at all without having a, the strong bench unit he's had around him for most of this um most of this season. Looking at 
Um, the team stats just pretty much subs, sums up by the why the Jazz lost tonight. And it's pretty much just the field goal percentage. The Suns shot 54.5% compared to the Jazz um, 43.8%. And the Jazz didn't struggle too bad from three, but I do think they got lucky towards the end and boosted... Um, boosted their percentage. They shot just under 36%. So a bad night, but not under 30% like they were shooting towards the beginning of the game. Um, Jazz had a good night from the line, which is about the only thing you can say. They lost the rebounding battle by eight. And it wasn't because of offensive boards. It was just because of a lack of being able to snag as many defensive rebounds. You know, when the Suns are miss- aren't missing, you're not going to be able to rebound the ball. So, and that's what happened to Utah tonight. Um, assists, nothing. Um, Suns had more steals. Jazz got eight. So that's a $1 classic roast beef sandwich tomorrow. Not sponsored, but I'll probably go get that and enjoy the only thing I can from this win. Um, and the points in paint really kind of stunk. Um, Jazz only had 34 compared to the Suns 54. Gobert um, isn't obvi- obviously isn't known for being an offensive center, but he does definitely he does struggle against Aiton. So if the Jazz end up playing the Suns in the playoffs, it's going to be rough. Aiton has really grown to his own, and no one will ever redraft him at number one to the Suns because you're going to draft Luka Doncic there for time and all eternity if you do a redraft of that year. But yeah, he's gonna. He's definitely bringing a lot of good, positive vibes to the Suns organization, and he's going to be helpful for a long time. So overall, we definitely do need to see improvement from Rudy Gobert. And it's hard. He definitely has a lot more weight on his shoulders on defense and on offense when you don't have Donovan and when you don't have Mike. But that would what that being successful in these situations is what would help him be able to get his name into the MVP conversation. I know we've discussed that that's going to be really hard to happen if it ever happens just because it's he's a defensive player and um, MVPs always have some level of offensive game where they're able to put their team on their back and help them down the stretch in an offensive manner. And Gobert's never going to be that guy, but he would need to improve significantly on the offensive end to ever be in discussion for it just because of the dynamics of the award. I do think he definitely deserves to be in conversa- conversation for it. I think he deserves to be more in, converse- um, in conversation for it more than Steph Curry. Um, even, and this one I know is kind of controversial, even more than Joel Embiid. I just don't feel like Embiid has played enough to be able to put his name into the, into that ring. So overall, um, Jazz leading scorer was Bogdanovich with um, 22. He was two for six from three and four for five from the field. He's well from inside the inside the arc. He's definitely improved a lot and is able to do pretty well from um, inside the arc. And he's getting a lot more free throws from attacking the basket like that. And so the thing is, if you look at this, um, he shot 33% from three. So kind of at that spot where I'd consider it in kind of where you want to see him shooting, since all, if he makes one more, then he's at 50% from three, which isn't something you can expect from him for the season. So he's right in that spot where he's pretty much doing what you expect. So 
Excuse me, let me grab a drink of water. Okay, sorry about that. So, he's obviously seeing a lot of success because he's not having to share the ball with Mike and Donovan. I'm hoping that the success from these last couple couple of games translate. And if he's able to, in the next couple of weeks, get up to consistently shooting 35, 36% from three and being able to be successful without having the ball go through his hands as much. Um, that if, if Donovan and Conley being hurt, bring Bogdanovich back, even if it involves us falling to the three seed, I think it's worth it. Um, three seeds kind of a push, but definitely if it involves us falling to the two seed, then I think that's all right. Um, looking at what would happen if the jazz fell to the two seed right now, five thirty eight. um, is predicting that the Jazz will play the Grizzlies. Good team, but obviously not nearly as competitive. Um, if the Jazz fall to the two, 538 is putting the Jazz playing the Blazers. And that would be a rough game. I'm not going to lie. Um, Bla- I would definitely prefer to see the Grizzlies in that matchup. And because of the playing games, even if it ends up with Blazers 7, Grizzlies 8, the Jazz could get lucky and the Grizzlies could beat the Blazers. So that's kind of what the playing game does that is super weird is it makes it to where finishing one or two, you don't control who you play in the first round. Those teams do. And I'm personally, I've said it before. I'm super excited to see how this playing tournament goes. So it'll, it'll be intriguing to see. Um, I do think it looks like, and let's say that the Suns end up finishing, um, finishing about of the jazz, getting the one seed. I do think the Jazz will still probably have the second best record in the NBA. Now, things could go even worse than I actually think they will, and the Jazz could end up with a third or fourth. But if the Jazz end up with the second seed and the second best record in the NBA, they could possibly guarantee themselves home home court advantage for the entire playoffs because the Suns might very well play the Lakers in the second, in the second round and lose there. And then the Jazz would be the best record in the NBA remaining. So um, let me know what you guys think in the live chat. If you want to keep going, I'll be more than happy to stay as long as the chat is going. But that that pretty much wraps up my thoughts on these games. It's hard to take anything concrete from them because of the fact that, uh, that you're missing two of your five starters, two of your three all-stars, but um, got some good experience, hopefully for some guys on the bench and, We'll see how the Jazz do tomorrow against Toronto. You, I mean, you do notice how all of the starters played less than 30 minutes, and Yang and Gobert only played 24. Um, Clarkson, Ingles, and O'Neal ended up playing the most minutes of any Jazz guys tied at 29. So they'll hopefully be rested tomorrow, and well, as rested as you can be. And the Raptors was a hard matchup for them last year, but we'll see how this goes, so... Thank you guys so much for coming. Um, really appreciate all the support. If you could leave a like so that other people can find this video and subscribe if you haven't subscribed, that would be awesome. Thanks again and go Jazz. And I can't forget um, to say actually join us tomorrow morning. Um, watch for our video to drop about noon, one-ish for um, just kind of Dale and my thoughts on where the Jazz are at overall. So have a great night, guys.